Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I guess maybe part two of the uh, Elite Dodgeball East Round 3 Recap, we're going to be covering the uh, women's division. And uh, help me do so, welcome me back is Amanda and Tasha. And guys, per usual, just go ahead and, and uh, just give me your full name, teams you're playing on, and uh, where you live. I'm trying to bring that back, actually. Starting with Amanda. Uh, I'm Amanda Natalie. I play for Royale for the women's division and night shift for co-ed. Um, I currently live in Boston, Massachusetts. Awesome. And Tasha? Yeah. Yeah, I am Tasha Maben. I am the team captain for Clash, and I also play with Team Awesome for Coed. And I currently live in Maryland. Very cool. And uh, Amanda, I'm so sorry. I think I ticked you off the other day or a couple of weeks ago when I called you um, Amanda Decker. So what I did. It's I did been, something. I'm changing my name to that. So that will be my name in like three months. It Ooh. didn't tick me off. It just made me laugh. But. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was funny. Um, yeah. Just with the name changes and um, yeah, well, I'm glad you weren't upset. I was like, oh crap, the one person <laughs> did not want to take. No, it no, totally fine. Sweet. Um, Natasha, thanks for for hopping on, uh, kind of last minute, and then also um, hopping on again. Uh, for those of you that may not know, you were helping us kind of recap the uh, the women's aspect of the uh, World Cup from the WDA. So thanks for hopping on again. Yeah, no problem. And uh, one thing, just because um, I don't think we really talked about it last time, and this is uh, several months ago, but um, how long have you been playing uh, dodgeball, Tasha? Um, I've been playing for 12 years now. 12 years. Okay. Yeah, since 2007. And um, has this been mostly like on the East Coast, or like is there a team that you've been most known for? Uh, no, it's been strictly East Coast. I started playing in college and then uh, doing social leagues in like DC and Maryland. And then, yeah. And then kind of just been playing competitively. Gotcha. Very cool. And then Mandy, you're from, um, oh man, I just had it and I lost it. I guess it's really sharp uniforms back in the day. Um, Davis. Davis, UC Davis. There we go. I was like, UDC. <laughs> just no, stop saying UDC. But, uh, and just cause we're going off experience. How long have you been playing total? Um, I had never played dodgeball until I moved out to Boston from upstate New York in 2010. I started in rec leagues, um, and then we played, Kate Karen's got a bunch of us to go to play together to go to the, one of the NDL tournaments in, um, Vegas, played that for, I think a couple years. And then we've been with elite ever since Mark started that up. So I think it's almost nine years now. Gotcha. I just remember like it's it's been a it's been a minute. Um, yeah. Well, very cool. Yeah, I didn't want to ask uh, Tasha and not ask you, but um, very cool. So let's uh, let's go ahead and just kind of start off with the usual like just what were your um, start with you Amanda like your high level like takeaways uh, for round three like how did it vary from round two or actually no actually uh, I got a separate question for you actually but we'll start with just your high level takeaway for round three. Um, I think the biggest thing I noticed into round three was um, the impact of catching on the women's division as a whole. It felt like catching was such a bigger part of the game this round versus round one. I wasn't at round two, so I can't speak to that. But I don't remember a ton of catches at round one impacting games. And at round two, there was 
a couple different people who are like on fire and just carrying their team multiple catches. Um, I think a lot of people expected precision to go farther, for instance, but devil's advocate was just making catches left and right. And I think that's what carried them through to the fourth place finish that they had. Um, so I think the catching was one of the biggest game changers for round three that I noticed. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was one of the things we kind of talked about briefly with the opening recap is that there was just, it would seem a lot more catching and, um, I don't want to like speak for them. But I think we're kind of chalking it possibly to just like the, the heat and the, like the moisture in the air. Do you think that might've been the, the cause of it? And you're more welcome to weigh into Tasha, if you feel the same. <laughs> no, I a hundred percent feel the same. There was a ton of catching, um, you know, even in our game versus Royale, um, like Megan, she had like two catches on the attack line and my team did everything right in those moments. You know, you always capitalize, you know, somebody is in the attack line and they're vulnerable, you know, you go for it. And Megan Fricker is just catching on the attack line. And, you know, it was kind of that momentum in every single game. And, yeah, just like you, you pointed out, the devil's advocate versus precision. Like, that was a phenomenal game. The catching, um, seeing the teamwork, just seeing them progress, that's changed a lot throughout the rounds. So I would say those are the big takeaways you're saying seeing uh, devil's advocate progress yes gotcha absolutely are they uh, are they one of like the newer teams for this year or they're uh, they're yeah. newer in the sense that the this is their first year playing together but they have a lot of veterans on the team who have played elite before yeah. gotcha so new teams but not so much new new players and experience there they've been around for a while right gotcha very cool. And then, um, so the thing I kind of stopped myself at was obviously you weren't, uh, you weren't there for round two because of a wedding, right? Yeah. So did that, did that throw you off at all? Like, did you, um, did that hinder you at all getting into round three or did you blend in pretty seamlessly? Um, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was like super pumped for round three cause it had been, I don't know what, almost three months since we played last. Um, I watched a lot of film because I felt like my play calling at level at round one was super great. And then anytime I went into practice, I just didn't feel like usually I go into a huddle and I knew exactly what I wanted to call. I knew what the play was going to be. And then I'd go to practice at round one. And then at practice, I was like, I would go into a huddle and I'd freeze and I didn't know what to do. Um, so I watched a lot of film, but I think once I stepped onto the court at round three, I like knew what I needed to get done. I was excited to be playing. It'd been a while. Um, so I don't think it hindered me. I think, it maybe lit a little fire in my, my belly to do well because I hadn't been there for round two. And round one, I kind of, I didn't, I honestly, rewatching the film, I was like, you really didn't do much. My team carried me at round one. So um, it felt good to to step into round three, ready to, to go and, and uh, feeling like I actually contributed this time. Gotcha. So you we were watching film because it, were you, you were using it to help you call plays better? Was that it, or were like? Um, I was watching film because Clash is a scary friggin' team, and I was like, I need to be ready to know what, or at least to kind of hope that I know what they're gonna do to know what plays work well against them. To know, you know, just I was, I don't watching film helps me feel better walking into any match to 
and it also helps me know like you know I've, that's where we've come up with some of our plays from seeing what other teams are doing seeing what works well against them so watching film helped me feel a little bit calmer going in not having seen these teams in three months gotcha yeah one of the things i wanted to ask too is i mean you you sat out an entire year of elite of just dodgeball in general so um one of the things i guess is fair to say that helps you kind of i don't say rebound but gets back into the i guess recover from a potential slump would be watching film like that's one of your your tricks or tactics i guess yeah pretty cool I, plus i just love it like if i'm going to be sitting on my couch watching something i'd rather i'd honestly rather watch dodgeball film than like some random tv show even if i'm not watching it 100 percent, it's just on in the background some people see for instance doesn't understand it he'll be in the other room he has no interest in watching film but i love it i enjoy it so maybe i'm weird i don't know uh, could be you mean to tell me that you've been stalking my team this entire <laughs> season? Now I'm a little salty. I wasn't stalking. To her face, just, too. Let, so. me you, let me tell you, Clash does not do homework. We show up to tournaments. Uh, we have dance parties. We invite all people to dance with us. And then we just kind of figure it out as the day progresses. And yeah. Obviously, you could tell we didn't do our homework because we've been getting second place every round. Well, there's a secret. It's out now. And <laughs> um, Way to go, Amanda. Way to go. I'm so... That's so funny because I actually remember you talking about a dance party that happened during the WDA. I think it was like... Um, yeah. It was like raining or something was going on. You guys were like under a, under a building or a structure and then just dancing started to happen, so... That's, yeah, that's pretty much like what we do. You know, we, we just dance, we get pumped up, and we use those vibes thinking that, you know, this will intimidate everybody because we're like just having a, you know, just having fun and, you know, having a blast together to make it look like we have like the best team chemistry to kind of throw other teams off. Like that's like our strategy, but clearly we are not doing the right homework. <laughs> Clash is by far the most fun team. Adelaide, for sure. That's good. We try. We try to keep it positive. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's funny. You're gonna... But we see some of this dancing going on during nationals. 100%. Fantastic. The speaker will be there. We will all <laughs> be flossing. We will all be jumping around, doing leapfrog. You'll see all of that. Outstanding. <laughs> you said the speaker will be there, so you guys have your own like, sound system? Oh, yeah, we have our own speaker. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> awesome. Well, I look forward to that. Um, well, I, I definitely want to get into some of the things I saw just real briefly, but uh, were there any other, um, aside from like the catching um, on Megan's part and just the catching in general and uh, Devil's Advocate kind of showing, I don't want to say improvement, but just do, doing a lot better, uh, were there any other high-level takeaways that you had, um, Tasha? Um, let me think. High level takeaways. Um, so Venom, I would like to talk about Venom. Venom did really, really well. Uh, they gave us a really hard time. And they're a team that, I mean, you just can't sleep on because, you know, you, I mean, you can't sleep on them. They, um, they played a, they played a win. They're really competitive. They've, they've shown that, you know, we can't sleep on them. Um, on the rush, they do this thing where, um, they do the toss back and I believe it's Taylor. Her name is, she's the one that's, she'll like 
take off everybody on my team just on the toss back. And I'm like, okay, well, this is great. So now we know that we need to play faster against them. Um, yeah, they, they did really well. Their, their chemistry is just amazing. Like we talk about teams with great strategies and teams which is veteran players that know what they're doing. But there's just something to play against a team that just has chemistry that's just hard to play against, in my opinion. Nice. And Venom's one of those teams. Um, and they were missing Ashley, um, which I assume is, is a pretty big, is a pretty big role in that, on that team. So, um, pretty usual, like if, if a team can lose a, uh, an impact player and still do well, that says a lot about that chemistry you're talking about. So it's good to see that they're, um, they're hanging tough and curious to see how, how they'll look, um, if at nationals, if they go or, um, or into next year. And, um, I think we talked about this briefly, Amanda, and it was it was her um it's her knee, right? That's why she's she was out. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I think that's it, right? Yeah, she she hurt her knee at round two and couldn't play and from everything I heard from um the Royale team was that even her like her being out, her teammates all had to step up because she's usually the captain, she's making the play calls, she's playing in the corner. And they 100% did, and I think that carried over to round three. Um, we missed her for sure, but you couldn't even tell that their team was missing one of their captains in their corner because they all just, like, figured it out and stepped up and did what they needed to do. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and they ended up seeding third, and we'll probably talk about how they finished once we go through the through the bracket. But um, just a, a few things that I noticed just trying to like look through the threads and it was, there's a whole lot of stuff going on with uh, both South and East happening. So that's going to be uh, fun capturing everything within a week. But uh, one thing I wanted to notice or bring notice to was the, uh, the shiny rings. What, uh, what is that about? Um, Mackenzie found them somewhere and um, because of our finish at round one and round two, as long as we placed in the top three, um, this round we would secure the rings. Um, I think she knew that they were kind of important for, I mean, half of our team already has them. Michelle, um, Mackenzie, Sammy, um, all earned them last year as part of anarchy. Um, and we really wanted to win round three, but we really want, some of us really wanted the rings a little bit more because we were, it felt like KO last year was always like right within distance of getting them. And then, we'd have an injury or we'd make a play that costs us the whole, you know, first place. And so she saw them, she didn't tell anyone that she had them. And when we won, she pulled them out. So they were a nice little surprise since we won't actually get the rings until nationals. Gotcha. So, and shiny just because why not? So I think she saw them and just really loved them and they fit her personality because she's very bubbly and outgoing and they are Mackenzie. Gotcha. So she's the one to, to blame for them for the most part. Yes, they are all for, they are one hundred percent her. Awesome. And then the other one I noticed, um, I, it was, I think Dominic. Uh, yeah, it was Dominic that was telling me that the uh, Precision Men's Team or Open Team isn't isn't in there. They were they're not going to be there. But um, they may ask, is there's still going to be a Precision Women's Team, right? Or at least there still was this round. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and I'll say the same thing that I said with the Open. Um, I love their their uniform and their look. I love the whole like '80s retro look as well. So I was like, oh, I, I hope uh, Precision stays. But um, 
So that's good. Look, looking forward to see what they do next year. And then kind of talked about this before we started recording, but um, one of the biggest differences I noticed was that this is only one division. So went back to one day, uh, no sting only. Yep. Was that like a logistic thing or like just no interest or do you have any idea why that was? So we had the option to do two days. We could have gotten the gym for a second day. Um, we have a we have a Facebook group with all of the elite captains, elite East captains in tonight, and we put it out to them and asked them if they wanted to do a two day tournament. Um, but a lot of teams, especially uh, Arkham and some of the New York City teams, wanted to get back to New York for Pride on Sunday because New York City was hosting the National Pride Parade this year. Gotcha. Um, and so we wanted to respect that and didn't want to have to make them choose between going to Pride or another division. So, Gotcha. Fair enough. I thought that round three ran very smoothly. Um, we were going a little, I think it was going a little late. We didn't get that uh, double round robin that we usually get. Um, but I think overall, like everybody was happy. Everybody was having fun. Um, everybody was just happy to be there. So... Nobody complains that everything was running late. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that we all had fun. Yeah. In my opinion, unless, Amanda, you saw otherwise. No, it was nice because at round one, we were in that separate space, so the men couldn't ever come watch, and we couldn't go watch them. But it was nice to be – we were right in the middle of the gym. It had three basketball courts, dividers down the middle, so we could just pop over and see them. They could pop over and see us. Um, but, yeah, it – I don't know what happened. Round Robin just went super slow. It took us almost two hours to get through just a single round Robin, which normally huh. we'd be able to squeeze two round Robins in two rounds of it. But we only got one in this time, um, which kind of sunk because more playing time is always ideal or more games in, but it is what it is. Do you think it had anything to do with like the heat and just altering the way, uh, I guess like the offensive aspect of teams? Honestly, I now that I'm thinking about it, I really wasn't sure why, but there were so many catches and typically like I said, at round one, I don't remember I think we like looking back at it, there was maybe like one catch per every third game. In a whole match there might be two or three. But in this round it was like teams were just throwing catches back and forth. And so I think the games just lasted longer. Yeah, I mean, more catches obviously would equal more more games or more game length just because people keep getting regenerated. So it may not yeah. necessarily be like the heat factor, but I mean, the result would be uh, maybe not as accurate throws. Like, cause it, and this is just echoing again what we kind of talked about the open was just, uh, I mean, if you can't grip the ball, it's going to alter how you throw. You're not going to get the power that you normally would behind it and people are going to catch you more. And I mean, it's one of those chain reaction kind of things, but yeah. Uh, good that you guys weren't sectioned off somewhere else remember that was kind of a gripe from i think round one i don't know if we have the same issue with round two but um it's gonna be interesting because the the west uh round three uh we're using two separate gyms like women's is going to be in a completely different gym in another part of the city so and then not even in the same location not even in the same location unless that's changed that's um i think that's the latest and greatest um so i'm curious how that's going to play out because it's I don't know. Part of the fun about dodgeball is everybody's in one place, in one place at one time, and you can you can watch other other matches taking place, especially other, other divisions too. And you, you do want to kind of hop over and see what's going on on the women's aspect or on the open or or uh, co-ed. So, um, 
obviously I don't think it's ideal, but we'll, we'll just see how it plays out. But um, I think we'll we'll feel your pain. Um, yeah. I do want to talk about um, the seating real quick, just because I there's just been a couple differences from last uh, last round, and um, the one I want to talk about since you're here, Tasha, was just Clash seated uh, third, or excuse me, seated second for round three when they were third last round. Did you guys do anything differently going into this round? Um, um, well, we had a uh, we had a different roster. So last round we didn't have uh, we didn't have Jocelyn. We were missing quite a few players, so we needed to we with the last minute we had to scramble and kind of fill the the roster out. So round two was a little. We started off a little slow, just trying to get to know each other, trying to get to figure out who plays and what position. Um, so I think it took a long time for us to kind of like get into the groove. And then once we were in the groove, it was kind of, it was a little too late. Um, and then round three, uh, we got everybody back and it was just a blast, blast playing with everybody. But of course, like I mentioned earlier, Clash just, we just don't do our homework. You know, we had a team that's been stalking us this whole time. <laughs> so uh, I, I wouldn't say that a lot changed just the roster was different, just di playing with different people. Um, Clash actually has a team. Like, we have nine players on our roster, and we can only bring eight. So we um, we we planned to do this just because we expected drop-off. Uh, we have players on our team that are on the Canadian team, the national team. So we, we knew what to expect coming in to Elite this year. So... I think that was our biggest, you know, just trying to conquer how to play with each other each round, who's going to be on the, the roster each round. So, but gotcha. I mean, we held it. You know, we got second every single round. Thanks, Royale. Well, I think, uh, to be fair, man, it kind of gave you what could give you guys the edge for next next year or so. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Now I... that we, we, we might do our homework. We might. <laughs> it's 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 the offers on the table. It might might be it's there for consideration. Um, <laughs> so you guys said that the precision. Um, There's some maybe some alterations that happened there because it looked like they dropped from second to to fourth this round. Um, any idea what could have contributed to that or what you guys might have noticed? They were missing Kim Mulkey, although she didn't play at round two either. Um, but they were also missing. Oh my gosh, what is her name? Oh, she's one of their big arms, and she pulls off some big catches for them sometimes. Erin? Um, yes, thank you. Yeah. They were missing Erin. Um, and they added in Sam Hutter, I believe her name is, from the north. And Sam, right, Sam Pitt played with Precision this round, I believe. Um, and she was, she's got a great arm. She's got great court awareness. But I think kind of what Tasha was saying with her team, that I don't think they ever found their groove. They weren't really able to figure out how to work together, um, like how to make it all work. They had a lot of great individual players, but I don't think they ever really found that sweet spot of, of making it all come together. Gotcha. So just some kinks to iron out prior to, uh, if they're, assuming they're going to go to nationals, it'll probably help them a little bit more once they uh, yeah. figure out that, that synergy. Um, we kind of talked about Venom. Um, 
I mean, in addition to just working together, I mean, maybe hitting their groove, I'm curious what, like, what kind of improvements they made. But uh, I guess we'll, they can ask Ashley that offline sometime. And then, are we missing a team? Am I looking at this right? One, two, three, four. Yeah, you're missing stealth mode. Stealth mode from, oh, there are seven. Got the seven seed. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so I'm looking at the, the difference here, and I, I didn't see Devil's Advocate from round two, so can anybody comment on what might have happened to them in round two? Like, were they just not there, or? Yeah, so Devil's Advocate, they didn't make it to round two because the entire team had weddings to go to. So we wish that they were there. It would have been fun to have more teams, but we totally understand, you know, when your loved ones are getting hitched. I think that's more important. Yeah, I guess that's important. Um, yeah. Isn't uh, isn't Emily not here because she's going to a wedding in Alaska? Yep. I guess that's just the thing people do now. Yeah, I think most of us are kind of in that point of our lives where like all of our friends are getting married. I know that we just got out of the season of having like six or seven weddings per year. So I think it's just unfortunate. And you need to figure out if your priority is dodgeball or if it's the wedding. So... For yeah. some people, it's dodgeball. For others, it's the wedding. I mean, that, that's a good... Uh, I guess that's a good reason. Weddings are okay. Yeah. Funny story. Um, our wedding is the same day as Kelly's um, next co-ed tournament out in California. And yeah, we've already had one person who asked how mad we'd be if they missed our wedding for that tournament. Oh. Ooh. This is, uh, this is the classic, right? In December? Yeah, oh, in man. October. She's having it in October this year. Oh, October. She's having it earlier. Huh. Well. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, we don't lose any friends during this uh, this period. <laughs> this period. No, um, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I is totally it understand. though? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's one less mouth to feed at the wedding. So. Uh, that's, there you one, go. that's one way to look at it. Yeah. Um. Well, cool. So let, we'll we'll go ahead and go into the bracket, and I kind of. I think as discussed, um, we don't have the finished bracket, but um, I do have it written down here. So if, and you, both of you are more than welcome to, to chime in uh, based on what you've seen on the court side, or if you happen to catch the match on the opposite end. So I wanted to ask about the uh, the first match was Precision against Devil's Advocate. So were you guys able to watch that, man, that match? Um, yeah. Yeah, so I was um, a shagger that game and you know what i saw from the devil's advocate side is they were doing a lot better at just communicating um they were first they were being really aggressive and that's what they do um they do they throw a lot of solos they lose ball control um and i don't know what happened or i don't know what clicked but um they all just started communicating they all met in the middle and they all just executed their plays and they just utilized the time that they had, the play time, the play clock time, 10 seconds, and they were just hitting their targets. And all of us that were watching it were blown away because we expected, no offense to Yang, <laughs> we expected Precision uh, to win. But um, it was really fun watching it. They uh, they did really good. They did, they, I believe there was a lot of catches. I saw a lot of catching. Uh, what's her name? Lisa, what's her last Free. name? It was unbelievable this weekend. Yeah, she was killing it on that team. For Devil's Advocate or for Precision? For Devil's Advocate. Gotcha, nice. So Devil's Advocate, oh, good. Yeah, Yeah. 
they woke up that that round. <laughs> nice. And not not to antagonize anybody, but they, they kind of pulled like I guess like an upset. Like you're saying, you're you're kind of expecting Precision to take that one, and they uh, they're able to to get together just in time to uh, to pull through. Absolutely. Yeah, it was definitely an upset. Um, I would have expected Precision. To, they just have, you know, just better um, court awareness. They know what they're doing. There's veteran players on that team. Um, so I thought for sure Precision would have that that game. But Devil's Advocate came through. That's good. I mean, that's, that's something you want to see is just improvement from each team. Teams becoming something that you don't want to snooze on. And then just, I mean, being able to, to function as a team of six versus six individual players will really make a, a huge difference. Um, so Devil's Advocate took Precision. They went on to face off against Royale. We'll, we'll go to there in a second. Um, what do you guys recall from the Venom versus Clutch Mode matchup? I did not uh, see it. Did you see it, Amanda? I kind of bounced between the two. So I saw it here and there. Venom was just on at that point. I mean, they had the third seat, so they were pretty much on all day. Um, their captain, I think her name is Emma, she plays their right corner, was just hitting everything. Um, her and Alexa were just making huge catches. Um, Justine in the left corner was making great counters. And Clutch Mode is a great team, but they just didn't seem to be on, on Saturday. Um, they have a lot of great catchers, too who didn't seem to be pulling off the catches you usually associate with them. So I think Venom was just there to to go all the way, and it showed, and I think it was a pretty easy matchup for Venom to take. Nice. That makes me wonder, like, what's going to happen when they when Ashley's able to, to join them again, um, how much that's going to add to what they've already got going. And then um, Clash versus Stealth Mode. So what can you tell me about that matchup, Tasha? Yeah, Clash came out on top. Um we always play knowing that there could be an upset. So we totally understand that we constantly just need to be on our game um, to take every game seriously. Um, you know, they're a team that's up and coming. They're still trying to, to figure out their way. But, you know, we're just happy that they, they come to Elite and that they enjoy their time playing with us. So, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, we, we're not taking them for granted. So... You know, we're. I think we do a good job, just um, you know, just not falling asleep on them. Yeah, because there could be an upset. Yeah, it almost sounds like it could have been a situation where Devil's Advocate ends up beating the team that was expected to win. So you kind of just wanted to make sure, hey, that wasn't going to be you guys. You're after Royale from from the get go. So, um, how about your matchup? Oh, so I guess your first um, your first bracket game, uh, Amanda. What, what can you remember from Devil's Advocate? Speaking of them. Um, they took the first game off us and I was real nervous after that. Um, as we already said, Lisa Freed was just on fire. Um, I don't, it felt like any time a ball was thrown at her, even if it wasn't like in her, in her stomach or in her chest, she was reaching for them, reaching over her head, reaching down to her side. Even if you put two on her, she was catching one and dodging the other. So it wasn't even like you were in her out as she made a catch. She was catching one, staying in, bringing someone else in, and then making another catch. So they beat us pretty easily in the very first game we played them in um, that matchup, and we were really nervous. Um, we took the second game off of them, and then the third game they were actually up on us again, um, and unfortunately Lisa made another great catch, 
and the wrong person came in out of order, grabbed a ball, and ran up to the front line. And so they ended up forfeiting it. So we went up 2-1. And I, that was just the momentum we needed. And we were able to carry that through and um, figure out how to play against Lisa. I mean, she still made some great catches on us. But we were able to, after that, kind of figure out what we needed to do. Um, and we were able to to walk away beating them, um, I think, 4-1. to one. But Lisa was unbelievable. Um, Nicole Napoli is always someone you've got to have an eye on. Um, Megan Fricker was just playing unbelievable defense. Nicole had come up to the line, and before she could even get a throw off, Megan was countering her, and I would say connected at least, I don't know, half the time, if not 75% of the time. So that was really nice to have that huge threat off the court immediately. Um, Give you guys but, some, like, yeah, there was, they were just, they figured it out, and they were playing really well on Saturday. Nice. Yeah, it sounds like uh, it could be one of those situations where they might have completely uh, turned things around on you guys. And um, I think you said, so is that, is that a new rule? Or like if um, you catch a ball and I go in and I'm out, I'm out of line or out of order, like so the, the game's in the, According to the elite rules, if you just step onto the court um, and it's caught right away, the catch still counts. The out is for the other team is still good, but no one gets to come on. However, as soon as you touch a ball, it's considered interference with the game, and at that point, it is an, a forfeit. Wow. Yeah, I saw it. We all saw it happen, I think, for the first time in like a big game at West Round One in the co ed finals. Um, it happened with, I think, Dope. Um, and so I think that kind of set the precedent for like as soon as you come on the court and touch a ball, that is interference and it's a forfeit. You dumb messed up. I think. Um... I think headhunters had that issue either in round one or round two. I think maybe it was round two or one of the new kids on the team. Um, same thing. I think he got a little excited because he came out on a catch was the wrong order, ended up forfeiting to turn the rest of the match around. So that's uh man talk about like a momentum killer. Um, that sounds like you guys capitalized on that and just moved on. So um, what do you recall from your match against uh, Venom, Tasha? Venom gave us a really hard time. Um, you know, they, they just played really well. They, uh, they were countering us. Uh, Marcy was our corner, and they were taking Marcy just off the court. They were taking Jocelyn off the court. They were picking off Bev. Um, you know, we weren't doing a good job just countering because that's pretty much how they play. They just counter. They, they stay on the, black, the, the back line, and they just counter. Hmm. So if Marcy's throwing across the court, um, they throw immediately. So it was just really difficult. It was, we, we had to keep, um, going back to the huddle, you know, talking about like, okay, how are we going to defend this? Like, what are we going to do? So, I mean, pretty much what we needed to do was just always have balls because if they had balls, they were slinging them and they were hitting their targets. So it was, we were nervous. We were definitely, not sure if we were going to see Royale in the finals. <laughs> um, yeah, it really made us scared. So, you know, hats off to uh, Team Venom. They um, they played really, really well. And I really do hope that they're, like, extremely proud of themselves because they deserve that third-place seed or third-place uh, rank. That's awesome. That's been really cool seeing them because I think they emerged. Um, did they emerge from the get-go last year? Or were they kind of like a round two, round three team? Do you guys remember, perchance? 
I think they had a team all season last year. Um, I, I think, I don't know if the team is a little different this year. I think we kind of talked about this after round one. Every team seemed to have, a lot of teams seemed to merge, and there was a lot of, like, players going elsewhere. So I don't think their team is the same as last year. Um, but I definitely think it's very similar, and I think some of their big pickups have been huge. I think Casey or Cassie Weaver is a big pickup that I don't think played last year. Alexa Warnock is another great. She had some cute catches this weekend that I don't think they had last year. And then I think some of the other girls who are the same just have improved so much from last year. Their throws are hotter. They're better catchers. They're more of a more, they have better court awareness. So I think just as a team, they kind of really brought it all together around three. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Again, I, and I probably sound like a broken record at this point. I know I'm going to say the exact same thing with South and, and West, but I'm really excited to see how they uh, how they play out next year. Just like these teams that are, you know, you get, you get to know them, I guess, um, through these these recaps, at least on my end, and they just see the same names kind of creeping forward on each bracket. So, just curious to see how it plays out, and it's 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 good to see the the continuity also. But um, let's go ahead and talk about your, the final matchup. So. Um, Clash versus Royale. Like, how did you? Who wants to uh, take the first stab there? What was that like? Take it away, Mister. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, going also, in against Clash is always scary because everyone on that team is so freaking talented, and you're you just never like watching film. I was like, okay, um, they all have great arms. They can all catch. Um, they're unpredictable. So, like, I did my homework, but it wasn't super helpful. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think going into it, no one really knows what's going to happen. And it was the same on, on Saturday. Um, it was just another like battle Royale. I don't know. It, it's like, we take a game, they take a game, we take a game, they take a game. And it's just like, you, it's just so frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. There's like at round one, it was like, we took three and then they took three and it was like, holy crap, what is happening? But ever since then, it's always back and forth, and you just never know how it's going to play out. Um, and so, yeah, it's it could have gone either way. It was like every time. Also, the other thing I noticed watching film is that it's it's never like okay, they you wrecked us one game. There was I think it was the, the third game when you went up two on one, where you had like all six players in, and we were just out in like a matter of. 60 seconds or something but most games come down to like a two-on-one like it's close and it could go either way every time yeah so it's just like one i want to say like one one new tactic or just one new practice such as film just something could could be the difference between who gets rings next year versus uh who doesn't yeah awesome uh, was there any other highlights that you want to talk about, uh, Tasha, or anything else to kind of echo that match? Um, um, yeah, you know, like I, I mentioned earlier, that, that Pricker really uh, put a hole in all our egos. Uh, <laughs> just, just you know, seeing her on that attack line, staring us all down, and we all just wanted a piece. <laughs> and we couldn't get it. <laughs> we just couldn't get it. <laughs> God, when she caught the one, and then she caught the second, just it really turns. It just turned the the vibes. It just we all kind of were like, okay, we're in trouble. What are we gonna do? 
So then, like Amanda said, it's always back and forth. It's like, you guys take one, we take one. It's, we expect this, you know? Royale is a really talented team. They have really amazing players. They all know what they're doing. Um, you know, just like Venom, they have amazing chemistry. They all live in Boston. And if they don't, I think it's just Fricker that lives in PA. Is that correct? Um, five. We have Bradley in New York. Eight live in Boston. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys are all friends. You all see each other. Yeah. Um, I only get to see my team at Elite, you know, because they have to cross the border to play with me. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, that last game when it was Jenny against Jocelyn and Stephanie Ness. And that was like the deciding factor of this entire entire round. Um, Jenny knocked out Jocelyn, and then Stephanie Ness stepped out in the back line, and that's how it ended. So, you know, we look at those plays, and when we debrief, you know, there's only so much feedback you can give somebody. So it could have gone any way, but, you know, it's always hard hard-fought battles against Royale. We love them, you know. I mean, I'm sure you see, like, photos and videos. Like, we are obsessed with each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we really love each other. It's a very good, healthy <laughs> rivalry that you guys have going on. It's yeah. always it's always love, and I think that's what makes it difficult, too. <laughs> yes. Thanks. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I ended up seeing Danielle Giovinco on, on Friday night, and she just kept being like, we're going to win tomorrow. <laughs> I love you, but I just need to really tell you that we're, and I was just like, girl, I got you. We'd be saying the same thing. So like you do you, but yeah, it's, we love everyone on that team. Everyone is fantastic. I'm really sad that it's going to be two more months until we see everyone again at nationals because I, I mean, not just clash everyone on the East. I think it's a small little women's community, but Everyone there is just there to have fun and play dodgeball and see each other and dance on the sidelines. We want everyone who's there to have a good time and feel welcome, and um, it's just awesome. It's awesome. Is it just me, or is it the seem longer than normal? Two two full months. Yeah, I thought it was a really long gap. Yeah, I think last year we had round threes going into July, yeah, and like this year. Only West is in July. Crazy. Well, lucky us, I guess, because we got uh, yeah. two weeks to, to get ready and then a little bit less of a break. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, again, broken record. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing um, what you guys bring bring to the table. Um, so about this rivalry, though, because I almost forgot, but I just remembered. Um, Tasha, are you wearing a are you wearing a Royal jersey right now, or what are you wearing right now, Tasha? Oh, yeah. I am definitely wearing a Royale jersey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're obsessed with them. We love them. We love seeing them. We love taking photos with them. We love dancing with them. We love playing. Well, no, we hate playing against them. <laughs> the one thing. That's the one thing we cannot stand. <laughs> but, awesome. um, but yeah, you know, everybody on Royale, we, we just love and adore. They're just talented. They're amazing people. Um, you know, we put friendships first on the East um, dodgeball second, so just the love is real. So, yeah, I'll rock a Royale jersey for the rest of my life. Oh, <laughs> we are obsessed with them. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> the feeling is mutual. So, is, I hope so. Oh, 
is there going to be room for, I don't say like a third wheel, but, um, you know, just looking at like Royale and Clash being the number two teams that are probably going to be um, on the radar for the other regions, uh, what would the third team be, in your opinion, Amanda? Venom. Venom. Yeah. Probably Tasha. 100% Venom. Nice. Kind of what I, I was... think I'm interested to see how they, uh, where they, where they rank in, um, at nationals. I want to yeah. see how they take on the West. I want to see how they do against the South. Uh, I'm just excited to see how that goes. They're a really think... good team. I just hope that people are prepared to see it. Yeah, I think that they could really benefit from watching film because there were so <laughs> many moments where I think if they had a little more knowledge of like scenarios and how to handle them they could have taken some more gains but it was just like oh they maybe played this a little differently than i would have and it didn't work out the way that they thought it would you know like some someone has was in one-on-one and went for you know the throw at the line without any protection and would get countered and get out because they didn't have a ball for protection or they weren't dropping to try to dodge so it's just like I think that, especially if they did some some homework, as as uh, Tasha likes to call it, <laughs> uh, I think that they could be a real threat at at nationals. It's awesome. It's like it's almost like um, homework is becoming the uh, the word of the podcast here, the word of the episode. It's homework, homework, homework. Yes, homework, <laughs> homework, homework. As a teacher, I love it. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, it's it it's it. It works. I mean, if you look at, if you ask any team, like, what what, what did you guys do to break past that barrier? And a lot of people will say, yeah, we started reviewing film. So it's, uh, it's a thing. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I think, like, even without <clears throat> Tasha's team or my team doing homework, most of us have been playing for, you know, so long now that we, like, kind of know the scenarios, how to play them out. And I don't think that's true for all of Venom because I think some of them are so new to dodgeball and they're extremely talented as they've shown over the last two years. But I think once they get that dodgeball knowledge that comes with playing more and things like that, I think they'll just be able to take it to the next level. Awesome. Very cool. Well, um, I know it's late over there, so I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I think we covered most everything I wanted to um, just wanted to open up this portion to just your final thoughts. So I know we mentioned like high level takeaways for round three, but just, I guess in general, um, and we can start with you, man, if you have any like final thoughts, shout outs, takeaways, anything you wanted to just kind of wrap up, uh, this recap with, um, I don't, I don't think I have any final thoughts, but there were definitely some people I planned to shout out earlier and it just never came out. Um, I think as as Tasha already mentioned, Marcy is a beast in that corner. And he's a beast. <laughs> I, she, like anytime, no matter where you are in the court, you need to know what she is and what she, where she is and what she's doing because she's going to get you. Like, I can't even, the fact that Sammy plays against her every round, I'm like, girl, good for you because I would be scared. Um, and she showed why. I mean, she was making huge catches. I think she also made a huge catch up at the line, and I was just like, uh, Marcy, what are you doing? Um, her arm is unbelievable. Tasha's another one. Holy crap. She's always one of our early targets because it's like if you leave her in until the end, she's just going to pick you off one by one. We've seen it many, many times before. Love you. Mean it. <laughs> no, but for real, it's just like it's like you've got to – if. Mar- if Marcy and Tasha are still in at the end of the game, you don't even have a chance. 
So it's like we're always going for them. Um, and then Sammy on, on our team just really stepped up in the right corner uh, this this round. She was one of the reasons we were able to be devil's advocate so easily at the end. She was uh, able to counter Lisa Freed. She was able to counter Marcy. Like, not that she hasn't stepped up in past rounds, but, oh, man, having her in the right corner this this round really, really made a huge difference, I think, in both of our, our bracket plays, nice. uh, playoff games. Couldn't have done it without her. Very cool. And uh, how about you, Tasha? Any, um, I just want to say save rounds, but yeah, any any shout outs that we might have missed or not had an opportunity to, to shout out? Uh, yeah, I mean, you shout out pretty much everybody I wanted to. And then for, for us, what um, I would like to shout out just Jenny, Jenny Hodge. Um, every time uh, we make her a target, she either catches us, she, she'll catch us out, or she'll throw a, um, a counter. And all of us are just left stunned. We're like, great, you know, okay. So what do we do now? Because what Clash does against Royale is that we focus a lot on the corners. We're like, okay, let's just knock out the corners. But then that doesn't help because Sammy is a good blocker. And Emily Hops on the other side is so little. She gets behind that ball and it's just so hard to hit her. So then we're like, okay, well then let's focus on the middle. And Jenny's in the middle and she just catches everything. <laughs> and if she has the ball, she's countering with it. And we're like, okay, how do we beat Royale? What do we do? <laughs> so shout out to Jenny. Definitely a shout out to Lisa Frito. It was awesome watching her play. She was killing it. Um, on Venom, what are our shout outs on Venom? Taylor. Um, the last yeah. game. Taylor Hess was so good. She's so good. She's so good. And, she and Alexa, Alexa Warnock had so many catches. Yeah. Yeah, she, uh, she, um, they took a game off of us. She was the last one. She caught out Marcy, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think those are my shout outs. Nice. Good stuff. Yeah. I was watching some of the, the final match. Um, I forget what game it comes in, but there's one where, like, Emily is, um, I think it's Emily, pretty sure just based on the small stature, but she is by herself. And just, just like you said, Tasha, just good luck trying to hit her. And um, she's so hard to hit. Yeah. She's and she's just incredibly like, incredibly hard. She did this weird, like, not weird, it's really cool looking. She was already, like, on her knees, and then a ball came, and she did, like, a just laid completely all the way back and then sprung up like it was nothing. It was like, you just can't hit this person. It's just not happening. Eventually, she got hit. I think she actually got hit in the head, but um, that was after, like, several attempts. So, yeah, I, I um, she, she definitely seems like somebody that can just draw fire all day long. Yeah. Yeah, she's so patient. She'll just hang out on that corner. Sweet. And she's just like, you can't hit me, you can't hit me, and she's right, we can't. <laughs> it's so hard. It's <laughs> awesome. Well, very cool. Um, yeah, like I said, I just want to be uh, respectful for you guys' time, um, and I think we covered just about what I needed to. I do have one more question, though, and that is the uh, the Team Taco versus Team Pizza question. And honestly, I don't remember if we covered this during round one, Amanda, so I'm just going to go ahead and just double tap just in case. But if you had to choose for the rest of your life, not this wouldn't be the only food you ever ate, but taco or pizza, what would it be? One hundred percent team pizza. Yes. What pizza? Team pizza. Team pizza. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I like tacos. 
you know, you can like mix it up a little bit. You know, I like tacos. Like the variety that tacos provide? Yeah. You could do like buffalo fried cauliflower tacos. You could do carnitas. Like those are fun for me. You could drink them with margaritas. Like when you drink a pizza beer, like that's fun. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Very heavy on the carbs. You make more memories drinking margaritas because margaritas have tequila. Come on, Amanda. Are those are the memories you want to remember, though, or that you want to forget what happened. I mean, who needs to remember it? <laughs> I was a hundred percent team pizza, but you've maybe cha- nope. no, swayed no, no, me no. a little bit towards team tacos. <laughs> I'm still like ninety percent team pizza, okay. but you are a very good, uh, very good. Yeah. What's the word? Like advocate just, for tacos. Yeah, tacos think, are uh, endless. They're just endless. I think think Sean Anderson would appreciate that. That man loves him, his tacos. And I think that's kind of why we're doing this silly thing for this year. But uh, we'll have to tally up who wins. And then if uh, Team Taco wins, then I'll buy Sean tacos or something. I'll do something nice for him. Oh, this is an actual, like, competition? Yeah, I've been – well, I haven't. Sergio Leone's been keeping track. I'll probably have to go back and and verify. But, yeah, I want to find out at the very end who wins. And if it's pizza, then Sean will owe me a formal apology. Are you team pizza Come on, as well? John, team Am I? Oh, I'm, I'm definitely team pizza. I mean, right tacos company. are delicious. Don't get me wrong, but pizza is just, I mean, it's been embedded in my childhood since like four or five years old when the Ninja Turtles came out. So I, I can't, uh, I can't turn my back on pizza or my childhood. Just can't do it. Pizza's just so good. Oh, I hear ya. Awesome. It's called growth, guys. It's called growth. <laughs> yeah, I ventured out into. Palette, my friend. I ventured onto all kinds of different pizzas outside of Pizza Hut, so that kind of works. <laughs> okay, I'm proud of you. Yay, I'll take it. But uh, awesome. Well, very cool, guys. Thank you so much for for you know doing this for staying up late. Um, Tasha, thanks so much for doing this last minute. Also, um, just with the fact that there's a whole other region to cover, I kind of I don't want to say I'm rushing through this, but definitely want to get these out in a timely manner. So I appreciate you guys hopping on so soon and. Um, Yeah, I'll let you guys know when this comes out, and I guess we'll just go ahead and end the interview there. All right, so that was a quick recap of the Elite Dodgeball East Round 3 Women's Division that took place uh, this past Saturday, uh, June 29th. And a huge thank you, as always, to uh, to Amanda Natalie for for hopping on and just being such an awesome sport. Um, I think this uh, is our fifth recap together, so I, I definitely appreciate your time. As always, and having uh, the chance to talk to Oswald with you has always been a pleasure. Huge thank you to Tasha Maven for for hopping on, kind of last minute. As I said, as we we're wrapping up, um, unfortunately, fortunately, however you want to look at it, this has been a very very busy week of dodgeball with two divisions happening one weekend. And so, in the name of expediency and time, um, just going to do my best to cover what I can as best I can. And um, I appreciate uh, Tasha for being willing to to do so. I also as always, welcome the opportunity for for different voices and different uh, uh, perspectives. Um, huge shout out and, c- and congratulations to Royale for just basically sweeping the East. Um, again, broken record. I am very very excited to seeing how you guys. Uh, I won't say clash, but how you guys go against other other divisions. Same thing with Clash and and Venom and just these teams that are stepping up and, and showing throughout the the year and the, and the past year um who truly wants to be here who's improving and who's just going to to take it all so chalk one more reason up to looking forward to to nationals but uh, with all that being said um if you're still listening i'll go ahead and wrap up here so have a good rest of your week good rest of your uh, weekend and we'll see you next time 
Okay, I think I can do the closing. I think I can do it in one take. As soon as I remember where I'm at. Okay.